I feel like that's that's a staple of any horror classic is excessive wizard swears. So what movies did you go see this week at Alamo Draft House? Literally none. <gasps> you took a week off. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't even the, uh, that that insinuates that we like wanted to take a week off. This has been purely a life is hell and mm. we've been working late like every freaking day. We'll get you back on track. Did you see the new Batman? We did, yes. Went after yeah, work. The new the Batman. The Batman. Um, yeah, we did. We went after work last Thursday. Actually, because keep telling Ivy we need to go see it. I I have a lot of thoughts, and I think my Ooh. my two primary thoughts were the dialogue was a little cheesy. Okay. Actually, I have guess four thoughts. Dialogue is a little <laughs> cheesy. Um, they tried to do a little too much with like too many villains I think like I know it was supposed to be like very origin story-esque and that always inc- like requires a lot of character introduction mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I still feel like they could have eliminated a villain or two and like life would have been fine who was uh, your favorite villain did you have a favorite villain I mean here's the thing it was like a little it was a little more comic <laughs> accurate um and you know I can like always appreciate stuff like that but yeah um I do love John Turturro um and he was he was Carmine Falcone um which was great but also um apparently like because Chris and I were watching the the end credits because, you know, Mm. you know, he like goes like the screen, you know, the credits start to roll and he gets up and I was like, oh, honey, what are you doing with superhero movie before? Yeah. Um, But I mean, in the end credits were like not even an end credit, which was just so disappointing. Anyway, waste of time. No, super lame. But so we were he was looking things up and he was like, wait, 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 wait. Think who like who do you think? Um was the penguin and I was like I mean I I, I don't know it's obviously Danny DeVito no well that's it that's what he thought it was Danny DeVito and I was like no it's it's definitely not like the face isn't quite right for Danny DeVito but like I know I've seen that actor before I just can't figure it out it was fucking Colin Farrell with a fuck ton of makeup on. I was like, who did that like makeup CGI? Like whoever did that, what a genius because never ever in my wildest dreams or years would I have known that that was Colin fucking Carroll. I'm trying to get over it. I'm trying to imagine. And I don't know much about the casting except for Edward Cullen and Zoe Kravitz, but like, I mean, classic and really all you need to know at the end of the day. Also, I just love that I, all I do is piss off my coworker by calling it Breaking Dawn Part Three. He hates it because he's a huge Batman fan, but I also don't care. <laughs> I mean, I love Batman, and I still think that's hilarious. So I think it's <laughs> so mad. Yeah, I think he might just be a little bit too full of himself. I think he is a misogynist who really dislikes when women like the same thing that he likes because he knows that they know more than he does. I was going to say, I bet he's one of those people who just saw The Dark Knight and that was it and like has no idea of comic lore or anything like that. 
Oh, he says that he reads like all the comic books constantly, but he really just doesn't like women. I bet he so does. any way that I can uh, inject Twilight into the conversation and make him uncomfortable, the better. That sounds really excellent. I'm really loving this dismantling of, uh, well, I don't want to say the patriarchy, but we'll go with the patriarchy for now. <laughs> We'll go with the patriarchy we'll go with that. now, but it's really a dismantling of the whole thing in general, like just yeah. him shitty ass bosses everywhere. Uh, Cause God knows we've got a lot of them around here. They're just all over the place. So, so that was like shocking revelation. Number one. Um, I don't even want to say like thought number one, because that was just shocking revelation. Revelation. <laughs> um, my third thought was Robert Pattinson lived his absolute best life as a super oh. awkward recluse. It's probably remember, just how he is. Yeah, no, it was perfect. It was like, I, I remember initially being really leery of, of that casting. Mm-hmm. And then the more I thought about it, the more I was like, no, actually that, that makes perfect that sense tracks. to me. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. Robert Pattinson is not meant to be a heartthrob. He is, I can 100% like envision him having that like warped sense of like catch not kill, like morality overall. Um, Yeah, I totally see it. And I think that at the end of the day, solid and solid casting, like very different take, but solid casting. Um. I've also heard very good things about his uh, on-screen chemistry with Zoe Kravitz. Yeah. I love that. Yes, I would 100% agree, but I love Zoe Kravitz as a rule. I think she's an amazing actress. She's gorgeous and perfect, and she has the range. I do. I just think she's exceptionally talented. Um, I will. I have always thought that. I will continue to think that. <laughs> um, <laughs> and yeah, so... That was thought number three. And then thought number four was like, at the end of the day, it was an entertaining movie. Um, I felt entertained. Chris thought it was a little long. And I was like, again, honey, sweet honey bear. Like it is a superhero movie. It is a superhero movie. It could have been a lot worse. Mm-hmm. Um, that's number one. Number two being um, for like the setup of what should ideally be a franchise I felt like not too shabbily done like you know I was trying to think about um the Dark Knight trilogy Mm -hmm. for like fair comparison because I was trying to think like what 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 is the gold what is the gold standard for Batman to this point like it is the Dark Knight trilogy For, for better or for worse it's the Dark Knight trilogy and I was trying to think like I saw Batman Begins in the theaters when I lived in Massachusetts. So like a long time ago. And I didn't remember it much come time for um, Dark Knight, the Dark Knight, Mm -hmm. and then really didn't remember it by Dark Knight Rises when everyone was like, who's Ra's al Ghul again? Right. (laughs) Um, And you're like, it's Liam Neeson. And everyone's like, oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah, right. Um, just it's Liam Neeson and that's all you need to know. If the, if he's a male mentor in any superhero or mystical show movie, it's Liam Neeson. Yeah, it is a hundred percent Liam Neeson. Um, (laughs) sorry. Anyway, point being, um, you know, I was trying to think of like what that was and did I really love it or think it was as cinematically spectacular as Dark Knight or Dark Knight Rises. And like at the end of the day, no, I don't think that it necessarily was as incredible as those other two movies. So I'm like, you know what? I still have some faith in this becoming like a decent enough. And I feel like that that's going to be a hard thing to top because I feel like in my limited opinion, I think that the Batman Begins series constructed the view that we have as comic book translations need to be extremely dark and gritty because I I feel like up until then they were still very colorful and 
kind of kooky. Yes. They they were not <laughs> all on Jack Nicholson's Joker. <laughs> yeah. So it's like I feel like the Batman begins revolutionized the comic book series, which is why we can't see anything on the screen anymore and colors are extremely muted. <laughs> but you know, it, it's gonna be hard to top that. So if you're gonna do Batman, at least either go hard into it and you can continue to be gritty or go back to being fun, colorful. Adam West style. Well, at the end of the day, I mean, actually, it's funny because Chris literally, Chris and I were literally talking about exactly what you're saying now. Um, like literally exactly what you're saying now. And the thing is, I never really enjoyed the colorful ones. Um, did you just I think get too was- cheesy and you can't take it like you, you know, I guess it, it would be fun for like a moment and then you're just over it. Well, it's more that. I, in some ways, you know me, I am, I am a purist. Um, I think the only time I've been able to like kind of move past that is with Marvel. And I think that's just because they went so off the rails in terms of like the comics versus the movies that I was like, you know what, just entertain me and, uh, and take my money. Like, that's all I need. And I will, I will give you my business. Give me handsome, beautiful actors and actresses and take my money. It wasn't even that. It was like, give me a good plot and I, I will, and like good graphics and I, I will concede. Right. Um, and I mean, they delivered on a variety Mm -hmm. of fronts, maybe not with every movie. I'm thinking about Thor, the dark world and, you know, I felt like, uh, Captain Marvel left some things to be desired. Black Widow. I never even saw it. That was my first movie out of COVID. I was like, I'm going to the theater. I remember that. Because that was also my first time seeing a movie by myself. (laughs) You are wonderful. You wonderful, wonderful human. I I know I could not believe that you hadn't done that before. Maybe it's just because I'm a psychopath who's obsessed with movies and like what happened, like, has gone to so many by myself. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to see what I wanted. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I feel can't... like um, Birds of Prey did a good job of being kind of gritty, but also being very colorful. So it's like, just find the balance and you can do well, that's it. Harley, that's Harley Quinn uh, in a nutshell too, though. I like, loved Birds of Prey. I, I did too. Loved it. I did too. Leah and I really, Leah came with me. Um, and Leah and I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, she loves Margot Robbie and frankly, so do I. Um, Margot Robbie's another actress with a ton of range. Yes. Um, but I also, thought she I was- I feel like um, the Suicide Squad was very colorful as well. Not, su- I can't remember which one's which. The more recent Suicide Squad that they're trying to gaslight us as the actual movie that they tried to make. That one was also very colorful. It was. That one was like a mad fake out though, like on a variety of fronts. <laughs> the movie was batshit insane. <laughs> it was such a fucking fake out. All right. I had a good time watching it, but I was like, what the fuck am I watching? <laughs> they just, they, you know, they, they, they did, they pulled the fake out. And I was like, all right. I knew you were going to do this because there was no way. Like one, the way you posited the trailers. <sighs> It just, that irritated me. Anyway, mm-hmm. I'm fine. Everything's fine. I'm fine. Everything's fine. Um, I don't yeah, I'm kind of surprised that the new Batman hasn't kind of gone hand in hand with the other DC new movies that have come out. I don't know. Probably because the other DC movies that have come out have been garbage. <laughs> Wait, did I say that? <laughs> <laughs> well, because it's like, I know like Wonder Woman tried its best and what it, you know whatever where we can all be disappointed in, but it's like they I feel like they tried very hard to do an MCU thing and combine everything and now I feel like they've just given up and it's like well you don't have to give up if you guys can just fucking get it together well no they did an excellent job with the first Wonder Woman movie mm-hmm. they did an incredible job with that the issue yeah, was fun. literally all of the other things they did including letting Ben Affleck be Batman Batman but Batman versus Superman was such a trash movie. Never saw it. Oh, it's so trash, Alexia. Literally never we, saw it. 
we went to the theater to see it and the horrid CGI that they did on Henry Cavill to try and make the audience think that he doesn't have a beard. <laughs> it was hard. And the story was bad. Everything was horrible. I am Ugh. sorry. And that's the thing. That's why I like refused. I just didn't even, I didn't you don't even need to see it. it. Yeah. It but did nothing for the story of any of the characters either. I think that's like where I'm at with a with most DC movies is just I didn't even bother. Mm-hmm. Didn't bother, didn't try, just was didn't like care. Yeah, truly. They haven't really given us a reason to care. So I think adding Robert Pattinson as the Batman is a pretty good start. Um, I The thing is, like, I didn't go for our Pats, really. I, like, you know, I, I had a lot of skepticism, like I said, going in. It ended up being, like, solid enough. Um, but I think it was just, like, I was... I was in need of a new movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, you know, whatever. We, we did it. It's done. Um, I, like I said, I feel like there were a lot of things that were done right. And there were some things that like, you know, left a little bit to be desired. But again, that's been kind of DC's MO lately. Yeah. With their movies. Still on my watch list. Hopefully Ivy and I can go see it this weekend and I can check that off I 100% hope you can too I think like I said I I definitely think it was worth the watch um it's just a matter of like will it stand up to further scrutiny the test of time other movies in the franchise like there's a lot writing after this but you know is what it is was it this Batman or the one with Ben Affleck where Jeremy Irons was Alfred I never watched one with Jeremy Irons being Alfred. It was an odd experience. I was like, this isn't who you are, sir. Last I saw you, you were a horny pope. What are you doing? Ew. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I I stand by that reaction, though. Um, My God. I'm yeah. sorry. I, I don't think I can recover from that one. <laughs> that was a that was a quick blow. <laughs> that was that was a lot. Um, but speaking of uh, past teenage heartthrobs, aka Robert Pattinson, we have a fun episode today. <laughs> yes. Uh, welcome to the We're Watching podcast. We're watching a lot of shit right now, but mostly we watch horror movies. We try. We try. <laughs> we try. Um. <laughs> We got severely derailed. So much. Um, but yes, teenage heartthrobs. Uh, the reason why Abby so lovingly brings that up is um this week we did the titular 90s slasher flick. I know what you did last summer. Oh, very loosely based off of the Lois Duncan novel of the same name. Um, very reminiscent of its predecessors in early to mid uh, 80s slasher films and all around just all around just quotable, easily replicated. And one of my favorite (laughs) movies to be parodied in the Scary Movie franchise. (laughs) It is a fun, wild ride with teen slashers everywhere. I I love it. I do. I love it. Um, You and I have talked like pretty extensively about um, slasher films with like very traditional um, villains becoming somewhat supernatural. And I think that um, that's one of the the best things about this film is like, it is, but it isn't. Um, Does it go off the rails later on in the franchise? Absolutely. This is 
yeah, this is in fact a teen slasher um, <laughs> film and like, you know, see movie series at the end of the day, uh, which means of course it goes batshit bonkers off the rails. <laughs> but, um, you know, at, at its very core, it is, it's fundamentally stressful in that it's something that everyone fears, right? Like the, the, I, somebody who knows your secret and is like blackmailing you for it. Not even just blackmailing, but that like you did a thing that is terrible and you don't know how to get past that. And it comes back to haunt you. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even know if it's the like, pe- I mean, yes, it's definitely the people knowing your secret, but like, it's just as much the, like, I did something wrong and it's going to haunt me for the rest of my life. Which Both you literally- would like the night will find us because they get into this and that. So uh, I was mm. reading this recently and I was like, uh, it gets some of those really good teen slasher tropes that we just love. So the teenagers are like, if I run from my problems, it'll be fine. Oh shit. My problems have found me. <laughs> <laughs> the past will come back to haunt you. <laughs> Unsurprising. Um, yeah. So I think, um, I think that there's just, there's so much to unpack with this movie. So I guess we should, uh, get started before we really get derailed. Yes. Um, Lexi, do you want to do the rundown? Happy to do so. So from a synopsis standpoint, hang on, let me get my bearings. I was in, I've been like trying to do 17,000 different things at once. I was trying to look at, I don't, I apparently didn't take any notes, which I do remember now because I was doing laundry while I was watching this movie and I was just enraptured. I was not taking notes. I love it. So um, I also, I mean, I, you know me, I never take notes and frankly, this is one of my favorites. So I've seen it a thousand times before I needed no reason to rewatch it, but of course I did because, you know, why not? I love this movie. Um, Mm -hmm. And then I went went ahead and went full throttle and watched the second one too, which is called, I still know what you did last summer. Um, I still know both luckily were on Netflix. So this was a win. So I was like, I was literally working and I was like doing sourcing for work and um, was like watching on my iPad, like the side room, which is basically just listening. Cause I, again, know this movie inside now. So, so yeah, if you do want to watch this Netflix has got you covered. Yes, please um, do it while you do it while you can do it while it's free or I mean, theoretically free, but <laughs> anywho, anyhow, um, I know what you did last summer is at the end, at the end of the day, um, a story about four friends who accidentally hit a man on the way home from, I think it's a graduation party. It's no, it's the 4th of July. 4th of uh, July. Sorry. It's, like the, it's a small town, uh, 4th of, 4th of July celebration. Thank you. I'm tired. Um, <laughs> Clearly not, uh, not paying attention to that part too well, too. Uh, yeah, sorry. Fourth of, no, you're right. It is 4th of July because all the fireworks and the, but they, they are seniors. They just graduated. So you're, you're right with that. Fair. So, um, seniors just graduated on their way to college, bright futures ahead of them. Um, one of them who is exceptionally drunk, um, distracts the driver long story short, they hit a man on their way home. Um, that man, uh, subsequently they dump into the ocean, uh, but he, he doesn't seem very dead when they're throwing him in and then we're uncertain as to his fate. So fast forward, um, a year and our characters have all lost those very bright futures spiraled into like, some pretty serious mental health issues. Depression is rampant. (laughs) Truly. Um, So we mostly followed Julie. um, Jennifer Love Hewitt. (laughs) Yes, Jennifer Love Hewitt, uh, the main character and our our final girl for this film. Spoilers. Um, So Is it because she has um, brown hair and bangs? That's exactly why. (laughs) A thousand percent. It's because she has brown hair and bangs. Um, 
So Julie uh, gets a very menacing note, uh, goes back home for the summer, is very interrogative of said friends. They've all seen strange things, had strange things happen, have also received dire warnings. Um, and slowly but surely, they all begin getting picked off. <laughs> um, a variety of very interesting pranks that lead to death. <laughs> um, you know, my favorite is Sarah Michelle Geller waking up to have her hair hacked off. <laughs> um, anyway, so long story, very short, um, you know, as they're trying to figure out how to survive and who's doing this to them, um, Julie and her boyfriend, um, come face to face with the, the killer, um, who is in fact a, a fisherman who was not dead, um, and has, you know, been stalking them with that, that whole hook thing. Um, they have a showdown on his boat at sea, um, after he attempts to kidnap and then subsequently kill Julie. Um, they, you know, have, he disappears into the sea after being defeated and we're uncertain as to his, his ultimate fate, but we think that it is all over. And it ends of course, with again, the perfect slasher film jump scare at the end. Is exactly. she dreaming? Is it real? We'll never know, we'll except never for we do know because there's a sequel. <laughs> Sorry. Spoilers. <laughs> there's a sequel. <laughs> there is in fact a sequel. Although there are plenty of horror film sequels that like are only adjacently related to the original that have nothing to do with the original really. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't feature the same cast, you know, all sorts of things. (laughs) So Abby, your thoughts. This is my very first time watching this movie and I don't regret it at all. I thought it was (laughs) delightful. Was it scary? No. Was it nineties vibes? Yes. Was it just like the every everything about it was just like so much fun, which I think probably was the goal with this. Like I know that oh, it was it the writer or the director who also did Scream. It was the writer, writer, because it's like very similar themes and vibes. A brunette with bangs is being mercilessly stalked, and she has to figure it out. It's kind of like a uh, murder mystery uh, who done it. Because this movie does lead you down several paths of like, well, who is this person? Everybody has a motive. Everybody has like a, who the heck is this person doing this to us? And I, I really enjoyed that aspect of it. So I, I love it. <laughs> I mean, if you like, think about the, if you think about the like uh, soundtrack, it's so nineties. Oh my God. The there's... beginning song was playing and I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know, there's the authors, the offspring, Toad the Wet Sprocket, Our Lady Peace, which I literally hadn't thought of in probably years. 20 years. Um, like truly probably 20 years. Um so also I hate being able to say shit like that. Like, I haven't thought about that in 20 years. Right. <laughs> but yeah, that opening uh, song of Summer Breeze was just like, I love the dark grunge version. Give it to me. <laughs> Everything. Yeah. Love it, love it, love it. Um, and I also love like the, my favorite fun fact about this film is this is the film where Sarah Michelle Geller and Freddie Prince Jr. met and fell in love. Baby. Can you imagine being like, I met my spouse who I will be with for decades on the set of like a stupid teen slasher film? And they didn't even have that many lines together. I think these two characters only speak to each other like twice and it's always like angry or she's always like accusing him of something. So of course, Freddie Prince Jr. is just like, I love her. It's very contentious. Yeah. (laughs) It's amusing. I think that they're the two who end up like- Uh. That was so cute. I love I know. This was like, it's a pretty star-studded cast, but at the time it wasn't. It was just like random kids. No, because um, uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt had been on Party of Five. Mm -hmm. And then Sarah Michelle Gellar already had fame as Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, okay, Uh, Buffy. That's before this. Yeah. Ryan Philippe, I don't know how he like, 
rolled up into that. Um, I don't know if he was like famous for anything at the time. I don't remember if it was before or after Cruel Intentions. When did Cruel Intentions come out? Another movie I haven't seen. Yeah, some big question marks there. (laughs) Really big question marks there. But um, I know that they just chose Freddie Prince Jr. because he was just like, I'm a I'm a regular dude. Uh, well, yeah, I think that was like why they casted him. They were like, "This is a regular looking man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he looks normal. Let's choose him." <laughs> um, he became heartthrob of the '90s. <laughs> oh my god, I know. I love she's all that again. A movie that didn't age well, but I still love. Yep, Gen Z, don't watch that movie. You will get very upset with it. <laughs> No, no, no. Gen Z has their own version starring mm-hmm. what's her face, Addison, Addison Ray. Mm. Sure. Isn't it like he's all that or some shit? I'm telling they you, it's on that. Netflix. Well, they tried to do so that awful, terrible Mel Gibson movie, um, What Women Want. I know that they tried to do a What Men Want. Know what and men it's like, want. Yeah. It might be, it's probably better, honestly, because I remember watching What Women Want with my dad and I was like, I'm a teenager, but this is wrong. <laughs> oh, this is wrong. <laughs> None of this is right. This was I written hope. by a man. <laughs> no women were consulted in this process whatsoever. Mel Gibson probably wrote it for all we know. Uh, probably. Um, anyway, so, um, <laughs> God, this movie. Um, back to, I know what you did last summer. So I, first and foremost, I love the Lois Duncan book and it is not the same. Um, I 10 out of 10 would recommend the book because it's so good and, um, very unique in the way that it like actually does its reveal from a whodunit perspective. Although honestly, I feel like, I feel like I know what you did last summer for all that it is like a slasher film, um, I think it's probably the most logical, like, oh, this person didn't actually die because he was an adult ass man who was used to being on the water because he was a mm-hmm. fisherman. And yeah. like, you done fucked up. It very much makes sense that he would survive and then in- and seek out his revenge. Right. Yeah, like it, it makes sense. Yeah. Um, makes perfect sense. So like at least more so than like the Jasons of the world where it's like, oh, he's been wearing a hockey mask his whole life being disfigured by burns firecrackers in an outhouse. Ah. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, that was the best scene though. <laughs> it really was. So good. Um, anyway, so my point being, I feel like this is like, if you were going to pick realistic like Mm -hmm. lots of air quotes here lots of like irony and maybe a little bit of sarcasm but if you're gonna pick a realistic one like this one felt the most Mm -hmm. realistic right um but I love that they did that same meta craziness that they did with Scream where they're all like you know on the beach talking about this like, is the way the story goes. No, this is the way the story goes. Right. Yes. So they set this, they set the scene with that urban le- the hook urban legend. And of course, that's the thing. By that point in time, every kid knew that freaking story. No one, everyone told it differently. No one knew what the actual story was, but like everybody knew what they were talking about. Like mm-hmm. I always heard the, I always heard the the version where it was like both of the things that she described where it was like the boyfriend was hanging and the blood from a tree was dripping no his feet were scraping against the car and then when she gets home she sees the hook in the in like the car when she gets like she like literally finds him (laughs) takes off and then like later finds the hook in the car like that was the story that I got (laughs) but that's the thing everybody's is different and mine was like a conglomerate of (laughs) Like it was an amalgamation of those two stories. Um, I don't think that I ever got the hook story growing up. So my first introduction to it was a Tumblr post. Oh Jesus! That was a fucking shit post. Was it just (laughs) creepy pasta? Like what? (laughs) It's fucking stupid. Like it's the stupidest thing. It's very poorly written. There's very bad grammar in it. Everything is misspelled, and it literally ends with the girl 
doesn't let him in. And then after a while, she goes to sleep. The next morning, she wakes up and finds her boyfriend still not there. She goes out to check and the man door hook hand hooked car door. I'm sorry. What? The end. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. Can you repeat that last part? Because I was that English. <laughs> it came up halfway through and the man door hand hook car door. Wow. Okay. It fucking kills me. So as soon as this push hook thing came up, I immediately went, oh, Ivy. <laughs> <laughs> and I had to find it because I was like, this is the funniest fucking story I've ever read in my entire life. This person gave up. They mentally were like, I'm done. I, I, I did as much out. as I couldn't. I'm done. <laughs> they checked out. I love it. So that is my introduction to the uh, hook and man and door and cars. I love it. See, I grew up in New England uh, where like campfires were a huge thing and spooky stories were an even bigger thing. Right. Um, I knew all the, all the tricks, all the legends, the like lift your feet and going over, mm-hmm. like over the train you know, tracks, going over the train tracks, like hold your breath and going by a graveyard, mm-hmm. do whatever it was when you went under a Which bridge. Which in Massachusetts like, is hard to do because then you're just like not breathing. Yeah. You don't breathe. <laughs> you just stop breathing. <laughs> Um, yeah, I grew up with a lot of them. Like I knew a lot of urban legends. Um, the hook one, I think it's still like the one that spooked, spooked me the most and was the most like pervasive. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I think it's one of those stories that plays on that fear perception where it's like, if there's just like a not knocking or tapping and you don't know what it is, just ignore it. Or, you know, it's probably nothing. Surprise. Or it's probably something terrible or it's something horrifying that's out to get you which this movie is all about is playing with your perception of things and people. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think what's, um, I think what's the most menacing and or spookiest and, or again, that realism, um, is the fact that he like very much does the cat and mouse with them (laughs) without murdering them. Because like, when you think about things like when a stranger calls, like, that's still just a, a call, like the same with black Christmas. Like it's just a call. Mm-hmm. He's never in the presence of the women without murdering one of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like he's never just like hiding out in a corner to like shake a tree and make them spook. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, um, like this guy actually goes into Helen's room and cuts up her hair. He, mm-hmm. you know, terrifies Barry, but he doesn't kill him. Right. Oh, Steals right. his jacket. Like, you know, practically runs them down. But like, again, you know, very much like if, if Barry hadn't chased the car, like he just would have taken the jacket. Like, yeah, that's all that would have happened there. Um, you know, putting the, putting the dead body in Julie's car. Like, I know that was gross. Um, that was disgusting. Um, that was the only part I felt like was like the least realistic where it was like, they go back and like, oh, it's gone. And like then it's all magically gone. Like, how do you yeah, get rid of all was, those crabs that quickly? That was the most unrealistic part of that whole movie. In uh, my I would posit that the most unrealistic part of this movie is the coast of North Carolina having cliffs. As no, two I mean, people who have taken, extend, took a very long tour down the North Carolina coast at their ju- sophomore, sophomore year of college? Sophomore year. High school. Yeah. Well, that was there the are no way. cliffs. There are dunes. There are no cliffs. Yeah. I texted Alexi and I went, this is the most California looking North Carolina I have ever seen in my entire <laughs> life. <laughs> I know. I actually went ahead and looked. So like, it's only the beginning, mm-hmm. like that coastal setting. Um, well, that's because the director wanted that look. Yeah. The, he wanted the Sonoma County, like cliff. But he still wanted it set in North Carolina. So he's like, we're just going to ignore all of that. (laughs) We're just going to pretend. (laughs) Which I think is hilarious because like the rest of the film is filmed in actual Southport, North Carolina. And the the college scenes where she's supposed to be like at BU. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't realize it was supposed to be BU. And if I had known it was supposed to be BU, I would have been like, that's not fucking BU because BU's campus sucks. Okay. Does it really well, I thought it sucked, right? Like BC <laughs> is really pretty, even though it's like really far out of the city and there's like a ton of 
hills and staircases that you know you're going to fall and die on when it's mm-hmm. winter time and there's ice. <laughs> but BU's campus is directly in the city. So it's all brick, like it's like random buildings amongst like corporations and other like mm-hmm. office buildings. Like it's not a pretty campus, in my opinion. And it's not a campus. It's in the middle of the fucking city. It's right. not a campus. There is no, like, what is the there campus, is no campus. <laughs> there? Um, so <laughs> they, <laughs> they shot it at Duke. They shot the campus scenes at Duke. As yeah, getting further and further away from North Carolina coast. Yes, yes, perfect. Yep. <laughs> I mean, at least it was still in North Carolina. At like least I it's in North Carolina time. this time. But also, like they had Wilmington right there. Although right? maybe UNCW. Well, was UNCW like a really big thing at that point? Do you think they could have? Probably not. But it probably would have been cheaper to film on that campus. At that oh, point. a thousand percent. A thousand percent. I'm wondering if they just like chose a campus that wouldn't necessarily be like exceptionally recognizable because I was thinking like they could have done a they could have done a university in California they could have done like Chapel Hill mm-hmm. that at least would have been brick like BU would be like BU yeah, would have plenty you know, like brick like UNC Wake would have been maybe right whereas like Duke has I feel like very I feel like it's very evident gothic architecture mm-hmm. I don't like I said I don't really remember watching it and thinking like that's Duke's campus and fun fact I took classes on Duke's campus my minor was dual enrolled at Duke like you'd think I would have been like yep that's Duke. <laughs> yeah, I that is not. absolutely Duke <laughs> yeah I definitely didn't think that no um, but there I think very I also few parts of this was... movie where I was like that's North Carolina very few parts right um but I think it was because I honestly just assumed that they filmed the college scenes in California like I didn't even factor in that it might have been in North Carolina I do think that certain parts of the like beach scenes and like the fishing scenes I do feel like it looked a little North Carolina-esque but it also could have easily been New England it could have been anywhere and it wasn't until she walked by the North Carolina license plate in her car where I went oh we are in North Carolina that's interesting yeah, I completely had no concept None. that it was North Carolina until I saw that license plate. And again, it was so familiar to me, it didn't register. I know. <laughs> it's like, okay, and that's was normal. Like, yeah. And then I was like, oh shit, that's my license plate. Like <laughs> that's actually it. <laughs> that's it. Um yeah, again, like the cliffs. I wasn't, I still wasn't even thinking California when I saw the cliffs. I was thinking New England. Oh, and then especially it looks very north, uh, very California. I was still thinking New England because I mean that and the same thing could be said you know with the with cliffs like that mm-hmm. one could be New Hampshire or Maine like yeah easy um but if you ever go to North Carolina the uh coastal line is extremely flat extremely yeah. sandy there's dunes but that's kind of the only elevation you will ever get there so the it's cliffs awesome. are hel- especially hilarious to us <laughs> It's also hot as balls. Like there's absolutely no way they could have filmed in North Carolina in the dead of summer. And it'd be like, they would have been covered in sweat. Yeah. There's no way they would have been able to do the things that they did, especially not like have a random person in a fucking trench coat in the middle of the summer. And that'd be really (laughs) normal and not a bunch of people being like, you are sketchy. Do you have a bomb? Because okay. (laughs) Anybody who hasn't been in North Carolina, it is it is so hot in the summer and it's not even just the heat. It's the humidity. It's the oppressive feeling of being smothered on the mm-hmm. coast. You feel like you have to grow gills in order to breathe. Yeah. Um, especially the coast, like maybe not as much inland. <laughs> Cause I feel like we get a decent breeze <laughs> like in, once in a while. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, especially in Raleigh, like Raleigh actually is a pretty breezy, windy area. Mm-hmm. Um, I will, I will say that actually Chris said something the other day where we we could hear the wind outside and he was like is that the wind I was like yeah it's actually pretty windy here not that you would have ever ever, have ever guessed that um but uh yeah no to be wearing a trench coat like that in the middle of summer in North Carolina people would be like you have a bomb you have a bomb (laughs) and this is not normal (laughs) They they wouldn't be blending in in a crowd okay I know. It just wouldn't happen. 
this movie is just like suspend your disbelief and I was like okay I mean every movie is like that though like I said I assumed it was New England because of the fact that some of them were wearing pants in the summer my god that was the other thing I mean the the crop tops were on point but the pants and then I I feel like that one shot of um the scene with what's her name Melissa Egan the Egan lady's place um Uh, missy yeah she it felt very louisiana to me there's not Mm -hmm. a whole lot of that sort of like swampy area in north carolina you really have to go off the beaten path and nobody lives there it it, so i was just like this is we're all over the place here (laughs) yeah i mean maybe not swampy but i'm i'm still thinking about certain places in the sand hills and then certain places here in raleigh even like Mm -hmm. We went for a walk the other night and Chris was like, there's a lot of frogs here. There are always this many frogs here. I was like, yes. Um, And a lot of it has to do with some of that, like more swampy, Mm -hmm. like lake river Mm -hmm. area um, where it is, you know, there's a trail right out here and it is pretty muddy. And obviously, like I said, there are a ton of frogs. Yes. So, um, I know I could like, maybe I can maybe see that Mm -hmm. um, by eight it did get very country very quickly, which again, I, I honestly probably kind of fair because I'm thinking about, I have a friend from Topsail who sounds really Southern. <laughs> really Southern. <laughs> yes. Um, and that is still in fact the coast. So I'm like, you know, I will, yeah. I will accept that. We'll accept it. I will accept that. Um, although it is really crazy how many people at my work, like and Chris was saying this too, like New Englanders definitely have this very odd fantasy about the Outer Banks specifically. And I was like, don't go to the Outer Banks. Don't They're go there, especially central. Myrtle Beach. Do not go to Myrtle Beach. Well, that's not the Outer Banks. Myrtle Beach is like. People always associate it with it. It's like, just don't go there. Well, yeah. I mean, don't go to maybe North Myrtle. North Myrtle is fine. Regular Myrtle, no. Um, <laughs> the Outer Banks, I was thinking, like, do you remember how many fucking mosquitoes were there? Even in, oh like, God. the fall? That was horrendous. Eaten alive. It, there was literally an island they were calling Mosquito Island. Mm-hmm. And it was, they had literal, like, beekeeping outfits for us to go out there. It was horrendous. Never. And they're huge, yeah. too. Like, they're not small little mosquitoes. They'll get really no. big. They look like those, um... The big green bugs um, that we used to see in New England. God, what are they called? What is wrong with my brain today? You're sleepy. Yeah, I am. Anyway, not my point. Point Big big green bugs. Big green bugs. Point point is like Outer Banks ain't it, guys. Wilmington Shore. I've never been to Southport, so I can't weigh in on Southport specifically. Um, and again, they do say like, you know, we're going home to Southport. Um, mm-hmm. I've only been over to Oak Island. I can't remember if we've gone through Southport or not. If we did, it wasn't really that memorable then. It sounds familiar, but I can't really put my finger on why. Yeah. It yeah. definitely wasn't part of our Outer Banks trip. That's all. <laughs> no, that went, we went all the way up to Virginia and then back. <laughs> that was the longest fucking bus ride, I think. I've ever been on and I never want to do that again yeah um yeah it uh I still laugh at the like Netflix series just for that alone I haven't Um, watched it because I'm like I don't mm, I don't know (laughs) no I haven't seen it I just laughed when people said that you know they took a freaking what like uber from the outer banks to chapel hill and I was like ha 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 do you want to spend a thousand dollars I drove to the Outer Banks from Chapel Hill and it took like four and a half, five hours. Like it was horrible. One of my classmates at uh, App State, he would go to the Outer Banks kind of every other month because he loved it so much. And I was like, how are you doing this so often? That's at least a six, eight hour drive, depending on the traffic. No. (laughs) Just no. No, that's a big no. Big no for me. (laughs) I'll just stay in the Appalachians. Um, yeah, big, big, big no from from me. Yeah, but the the movie itself, I feel like it was very gory and 
surprisingly so at some points where I was like, I wasn't expecting that. Like, it, I think the first kill after um, the the body, you know, the, the beginning scene is yeah, when yeah, yeah. the suspected other boy is killed and they like hook him through. Yeah. And I was like, oh, are you serious? Yeah, he is hooked like a fish. Uh, it's that what's his face who plays um, Leonard on yes. Big Bang Theory. Yeah. It, so uh, what's his name? I looked I him up. Know. Johnny Galecki. There you go. See, I thank you for looking it up because I was I was just gonna keep calling him Leonard from Big Bang Theory. So did yeah. you know that he was born in Belgium? No, I did not. I just learned that. <laughs> and now we know. Also, I did not realize that man was acting that 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 long ago. <laughs> I know. I was like, I recognize you. What are you doing? And I've seen this movie a bunch of times. Like never put it together. <laughs> no. Nope. Not until this last time. But yeah, the, this movie got surprisingly very gory, and I was like, oh, "Are you serious? Oh my god!" <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it it really does. Um, I think it's a good. I think it's definitely a good balance between like gory and suspenseful because mm-hmm. that it, that's a rarity, right? It's usually like funny and gory, or just like horrific and gory, mm-hmm. or suspenseful but not really that bloody or um suspenseful but then nothing comes of it Mm -hmm. Um, yeah I feel like they you know they introduce the hook and they use it which is like thank god otherwise mm -hmm. that would be a real low payoff (laughs) I know it would and like what a ridiculous setup if it was like the legend of the man with the hook end and then they literally did nothing with it I'm glad that they also don't do a cutaway of it where it's like yeah, the, they don't, they only do, I think, one implication of the hook being used and that's it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. We don't need to see that. <laughs> right. But you mostly see it in action. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Swinging through to come and murder you. This ah. movie did kind of what, so I recently also finished um, Five Total Strangers which Alexia had gifted to me. So I was like, I'm finally going to read this. So this movie did something similar like that one, I guess the other way around where it's like anybody could do it. Anybody is a suspect. You never know who it is. Right. Everyone's a suspect. Um, I do love the investigation that they do. Like they very much take it as like, okay, who could it be? What happened that night? Like, how mm-hmm. do we retrace our steps? Pretty logically, let's do some microfiche. Like, you know, let's do it. Um, <laughs> Always got to go to the library. Always got to do it. <laughs> you got to go to the library. This is, and also this is the 90s. Like, you know, it was the library or nothing. Um, but yeah, it, it, you're right. It is very much a, anybody could have done it. Um if you read the book, like it's a completely different ending, which <laughs> is amazing. Oh, I tried oh. to look it up. I, my library doesn't have it and I'm trying to find oh, it somewhere. So I know. Devastation. I'll have to find it somewhere because I do want to read it. I have, I don't think I've ever read a Lois Duncan book, Shocker. Um, oh my God. So I, I'd like to read. I want to read. I mean, when do we not want to read? True, true, true. I love, love, love that book. I love Lois Duncan on the whole. Fantastic all around. Just 10 out of 10. Would recommend. I heard that she likes to update her books depending on the times. So all the technology that they use kind of gets updated as the the years go on. Mm -hmm. I hate that. Which is fascinating. I would have, that seems like a lot of work. I literally, (laughs) I love Lois Duncan, but I hate everything about that. Like leave it in antiquity, honestly. Yeah. I don't need to know that the kids are snapping each other back and forth. Like there, you just write a different book. Right. I'm fine with that. I really am. I'm really, I'm okay with that. Yeah. I will, I will survive. Oh my gosh. I guess they're me. I guess they made a Amazon TV show. I know what you did last summer. Hmm. Fascinating. 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 
Is it like a new one that's coming out or is it already out? Already out. Ooh. So it came out last year. Fascinating. Also, yeah, look, the Kindle version says 2010. I don't want to mm-hmm. watch. She updated it to include cell phones, I think. Damn it. Like the old shitty version. <laughs> we need the coin-operated street telephones. Or not at all. <laughs> I want I want the old version. Also, there's a lot of people in the new in the series that you just mentioned. Yeah. Six kids. Interesting. I'll have to watch that and get back to you guys about it and see how it goes. I don't know if I would want to watch the series. I don't know. I just don't know. I will watch it and I will report back. Okay. <laughs> I will take the bite. <laughs> good plan. Good plan. Um, I'm going to see if I can find an old version. Oh my God. Thrift Books has the like, the like 80s look and mm-hmm. cover. Oh, this is magic. The OG. I'm trying to think of what version I had. Have you seen the movie? Oh my God, it's got Jared Leto in it. You probably have. Uh, Urban Legend. Do I own it? Yes, I do. (laughs) Because it came up on IMDb where it's like, you might like this one too. Yeah, I have (laughs) Urban Legend and then I have Urban Legend Bloody Mary. (laughs) Of course I have both of them. That one's got Robert Englund in it. What? Yeah, of course it does. Robert oh Eklund literally was just in everything. He just decided to be in everything. Do it's we amazing. add this to our list? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Uh, R for horror, violence, course, language, and sexual content. I'm in. Oh, I found it. I found the like found the, book. Old, the old Dell cover. Yeah. I might have to get that. Buy it. Even if it's $80. Buy it. I mean, no, they have like pre-owned versions from like six bucks okay that's my that's (laughs) That's the one (laughs) that's my choice um anyway I just like I found like because it's I it's like sitting the the photo is it sitting with like gallows hill locked in time and summer of fear fun facts I have read all of those books (laughs) but it's all the old Dell covers and uh like from the 1990s which is obviously the version that I read Mm -hmm. um and then she did like she did some updated covers um that are like like a little ransom Mm notey looking um and so I have a couple of those versions too of some of her books but I like the old doll covers for sure. Oh yeah, they're classic. It reminds me of being in middle school and reading this book. All of the horror books turned to movies. I love it. I love it. I love it. So you said that this is actually one of your favorite ones. So is it kind of like on the same list as Scream or is it? Um, I know it would be a couple notches down, but. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say scream above all, but uh, I do really enjoy, I know what you did last summer. I think like if I want a, if I want a fun, not really that scary, scary movie, like this is one of my go-tos. You know, I would put it on par with, I would put it on par with like, in terms of it being scary versus not scary. I would put this with like happy death day or Tucker and Dale versus Mm. evil. Like something I can definitely watch and not really be scared by. Mm -hmm. Um, I wouldn't say that it's as frankly well done as happy death day. You know, I mean, it was the the nineties. Like it's, it's, it was the nineties. It's not as well done as happy death day. And it's not as generally pop culture-y and, and meta as Tucker and Dale, but um, <laughs> it's definitely like, it's definitely a go-to for when I want something, when I want a scary movie, but I'm not necessarily looking to actually be frightened or yeah. like feel unsettled in any way. Cause it doesn't really unsettle me. I just no. find it more of like, it's fun. fun. Yeah. Um, especially, I mean, I'm sorry. I love Jennifer Love Hewitt, but like her screaming, especially in the end fights. I mean, I was just like, this is too much for me this right now. Like I don't, yeah. 
I also love like her crawling around on the ice because you're just like, that's not ice. But I, I appreciate the effort. But <laughs> although it was very scary to have like the faces in the ice there. And it's like, oh my God, that is awful. That's like on par with poltergeist. The body's just coming up. Yeah. The <laughs> coming out of the mud in the, in the pit. That is the pool. That yeah, man is 100%. seriously off his rocker for like keeping bodies, like just not even in boxes in ice just ice just piled high. high it's not melting Mm-mm. yeah this is not actually north carolina in the summer okay we've established this that <laughs> <I> is <know. laughs> north carolina in the summer otherwise there would be no ice <laughs> no ice would be gone instantly <laughs> even in like a massive walk-in freezer like that that shit's melting regardless <laughs> I loved it. But yeah, this movie was very good with giving you like suspense and uh, the whodunit and what is going to happen next. You really just don't know what's going to happen next. You don't. And I mean, Ryan Philippe has like some of the most ridiculous lines in this movie. I can tell he had so much fun with it, though. Oh, yeah. hundred percent. I feel like there are definitely some scenes where I'm like, they're trying not to laugh. Mm -hmm, Uh, Mm hmm. And, and in some of the cases, like when he says something ridiculous, when they're like not in peril, um, you notice that they do like all kind of chuckle. And I think yeah. that that's great. Like, I, I loved that they just kind of let that happen. Um, <laughs> because I mean, I feel like it shows a dynamic of like, this is why these people liked each other, right? Like once yeah, upon a like time. they're all friends. friends. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Which I feel like a lot of... Well, not not a lot I can't say to that but I feel like some more modern movies kind of gloss over that where they're like we just want big names or we want pretty faces and we mesh them together without any chemistry and it's like chemistry doesn't have to be romantic we just need to make sure that they are reasonably friends <laughs> yeah there's like a reason why to... they're friends <laughs> right there just needs to be some rapport there mm-hmm. um yeah it's really it's really underrated yeah, really I agree. Great. I love this movie. Me too. Me too. Especially like, I don't know, their, their dynamics, like, especially, um, I loved when Sarah Michelle Gellar's like, we used to be best friends. Like what happened? Um, <laughs> or her like petty, petty bitch older sister. Her sister. I was like, what is your deal? Call up your ass. That's Chill. <laughs> She's the one of the few, like, you don't even hate Ryan. Ryan Philippe's annoying, character is annoying, but you don't even hate him the way that you hate her sister. He's not a bad person. He's just a teenager who doesn't know what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Whereas her older sister is like, you're older and you're still a bitch to your teenage sister. Get over yourself. Right. Just because she's um, winning pageants left and right doesn't mean that you can't also, like, be successful. Uh, she was kind of the worst. Yeah. The worst. Um, I do also really love that they like just went away with the tropes of like, you had sex, you die. Um, yeah, they all had sex. Everybody had sex. I was, expe- <laughs> I was waiting for that because I was like, okay, so the blonde couple has sex. Then Jennifer Love Hewitt, like at the very beginning, I'm like, okay, Jennifer mm-hmm. Love Hewitt's going to be like, no, no, no. We have to wait until we get married, that kind of thing. And it didn't mm-hmm. happen. And I was like, Oh, everybody's gonna die. <laughs> I loved the whole like not just final girl, right? Like mm-hmm. if anything else, if if nothing else, like Freddie Prince Jr. I know we're more meant to feel like Julie is our final girl, but like Freddie Prince Jr. hangs out. He is he still alive and he gets to be a final girl also. Yeah. Boys can be final girls too. Yeah, I love it. And it, it's like they built him up. I was almost believing that he could have been that killer. Yeah. Like they built that up so well. And I feel like he also has that good poker face where he was like, what are you talking about me? <laughs> no, he's just like me? bad. <laughs> yeah. But I no. loved him. He was so great. Me too. And I loved that it was like, oh, because she's all like, we're going to break up anyway. Like, I can't be with you, you psycho. And then it's like, but I love you. Be with me. But I love you. But I love you. Be with me. I did, I did really like that. It was like, because there are so many, especially like for the writer of Scream, right? Like the whole point of Scream is that it's the boyfriend. Right. right? Um. So we, or like 
the relationships are always doomed to, to die. They're always doomed to end. Um, how we see it in Halloween, we see it in Nightmare on Elm Street, we see it in Scream. You know, it's it's always either the significant other or, you know, the relationship is going to end either because they transgressed and had sex or it's because, you know, they're teenagers and they all deserve to die anyway. This is the first time we really see like a teenager and t- teenage love and a teenage couple like persevere, be the final girl, like have that happy ending. Um, yeah you know, minus like the jump scare. Um, (laughs) (laughs) but still, you know, they, they get their happy ending, um, without it being like, oh no, the killer comes back for one last murder. And it's, you know, the boyfriend usually, right? Like, um, a la some other films that I won't spoil for you, but I (laughs) I was waiting for, I was like, what are you going to say? I know I was trying to phrase (laughs) it well, but it was bad. Yeah. It was just, I couldn't do it. There was no good way to phrase it, but anyway, not my point. My point being like, it is a very common trope for that to happen. And it Mm -hmm. didn't. And I loved that. One, one down 80 to go. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess we'll we'll decide on our next movie sometime soon. And yes, will follow us um where that decision you can follow us on uh what am i thinking of you can follow us on instagram at we're watching horror <laughs> you can follow us at on facebook you can also it's under the same name as well um our twitter is watching underscore horror and you can email us if you have any comments suggestions or anything like that at we are watching pod at gmail.com yay I'd like to get a website up soon so we can keep track of everything, but that'll be that honestly, what is time? What honestly, is when I, when I leave my job, I'm going to take some time off and maybe I can actually take on some of these responsibilities. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not kidding. Seriously. I am not actually kidding. This job is just eating up your soul. Eating your time. Soul. Yeah. Pretty much. Maybe one day we'll get this going off the road and we don't have to work ever again. I mean, that's the goal at this point. My God. (laughs) Gotta do it. (laughs) My God. Can't wait. Support your local uh, millennial suffering women. Seriously. Okay. We were fucked from the beginning. (laughs) Yeah. We were set up for failure here, so I would like some recommend. I want reparations. Right. Please give us reparations <laughs> for this. I want glass ceiling, boomer-induced economy reparations. <laughs> Boomers owe us so much. <laughs> God damn it. Um, I guess on that note, remember. <laughs> we're watching. <laughs>